Um, yeah, like where's wedding dances? Like the bop, I find. Like lots of people bop on the dance floor. You bop. Okay, thank you. I bop? Yeah, you do. Oh, really? Of course you bop. Oh, no. I'm I thought you, you knew this about yourself. Oh, no. I, it's like a real thing that I do. I. Oh, my God, Sarah. Oh, I no. thought you knew. Oh, no. Oh. I mean, I don't think it's the worst, but like I notice when other people don't really bop well. This is like um, oh, learning no. that you I'm have a... shattered. It's like when somebody learns that they have a dorky walk. You know how some people just walk dorky? That and you don't just their gait, but that's fine. Yeah. Well, some people have a dorky gait. <laughs> oh, no. You bop. I thought you were aware. Oh, no. I'm a bopper. Oh, Sarah, you're a you're an A-plus bopper. You are... Like, am I a good bopper? Is there good bopping? Oh, no. I think all bopping is kind of just... Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. You made it here. You love romantic comedies. We do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? Today we have Palm Springs. Springs. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, of course, throw us a follow, uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If there is anything that you hear during this podcast that you think, oh, I, I fundamentally disagree or agree with whatever statement was made, you want to reach out to us at Romcom Rewind on Instagram, TikTok, or you can email. We have an email address, romcomrewind at gmail.com. We have a message from Sarah. Said she watched the, uh, the series, The Time Traveler's Wife. There's a series now, by the way. Uh, she said she loved it. So good. She also brought up um, a few episodes ago, I was talking about a PS I Love You series. She's like, what is Devin talking about? No, <laughs> there is not a, like a, a, a series a of PS series. I Love You. Yeah, no, I, I meant like the series of books and movies. Yes, it's I knew it. Tr- the, the trilogy. It's a trilogy. Yes. My bad, Sarah. Um, <laughs> she finishes off by saying, keep doing what you're doing. Love the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hopefully you love this one. It's Palm Springs. A 2020 romantic comedy directed by Max Barkable. This is the story of Niles, played by Andy Samberg, Sarah's one true love. Yes, well, other than you. Okay, close second. (laughs) We meet Niles and his girlfriend Misty, played by Meredith Hagner, at a wedding. The wedding is in Palm Springs. It's the wedding of Tala, Camila Mendez, and Abe, Tyler Hawkland. We quickly learn that Niles is maybe depressed, a little apathetic about life, and moreover, the common theme for Niles is that every day is exactly like the last day, and tomorrow will be exactly like today. That's what he says to one of the characters in like literally the second or third scene. And we go through the day and night of this wedding through the point of view of Niles, and ultimately re- we realize that Niles, that concept, is actually the truth. The date is... November 9th, and Niles is stuck in a time loop. Nobody else remembers that the day has repeated. Just Niles, who is stuck in Palm Springs, retracing the steps of this wedding every day until someone joins him. Sister of the Bride, Sarah Wilder, played by Krista Miliati. What are your thoughts on Palm Springs? Good day so far? Today, tomorrow, it's all the same. You, what is going on? Hey, get out of the water, girl! Guess you followed me. It's one of those infinite time loop situations you might have heard about. That I might have heard about? Yeah. 
The second you fall asleep, it all just goes back to the start. I drove all the way back home to Austin, and I still woke up here. One time I smoked a bunch of crystal and made it all the way to Equatorial Guinea. It was a huge waste of time. I mean, the fact that it has Andy Samberg in it, I already love it. I really liked this movie, and I think I, I watched it, and I the first thing I said to you was, it's got an indie vibe to it, and we, we don't do indie movies often, um, but I, I felt, you know, the budget wasn't extraordinary, they didn't have a ton to work with, but I found it really fun, I and, and we've, we've had tons and tons of recommendations for this movie and suggestions to watch this movie, and there's some people who have definitely been on the fence, and I can see how people could not like this movie, but I, I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it too. I agree. So I, I looked it up July of 2020 was when it really like had a wide release, which would have been, I mean, at least here in Canada and largely around the world, like 2020 was just a write-off of a year. So to watch this movie of people repeating a day over and over again, and then you're sitting there working from <laughs> home over and over again, like just waking up and doing the same thing, you're like, wow, this is... yeah. This is creepy. I also think it it kind of weirdly worked out for this movie because yes. I agree it definitely has a more indie vibe. But if you remember, like what the f was released in twenty twenty? Not a lot. Palm Springs, yeah. like straight up. <laughs> yeah. There was not a whole lot coming out because everybody either stopped production on movies that they were working on, yep. or they just chose not to release. Like remember the James Bond movie? Oh my god, they delayed pushed. that by like two years. Yeah, Wonder Woman. Was yeah. also delayed. Absolutely. Into Marvels, dude. We just got the first new season of freaking Stranger Things in like three and a half years. Oh yeah, I because they stopped. They stopped shooting. Yeah, yeah. So this movie, I agree, is very fun. It's very different. It is a time loop movie, and we have done a lot of movies that kind of, not necessarily time loops, but at least things that play with the concept. Yes. Of time, like about time, thirteen going on thirty. I'll even throw an Age of Adeline in there. Yep. Senior year, maybe mm, okay. they just yeah. they, they have a concept of time as a major premise to the movie. This one, in purely an aesthetic way, is completely different, and I love that. It just feels new and unusual, if that makes sense. Like the whole thing was very much like a fever dream kind of vibe. Oh yeah, like if they had woken up and the whole thing had been a dream oh, yeah. i would have i wouldn't have been surprised but like especially the the first shot we see every time after a loop is yes. them waking up yes. is the eyes it's the close in on the eyes mm-hmm. which is different from about time and it's different than a few others yeah so it really does give that dreamy feel to it oh for which sure I think with, is cool. with the the very subtle like wake up yeah and it, it took me a little bit to realize that it was actually just his girlfriend saying wake up that's right and and when it's Sarah waking up, yes. it's just the shower right. in the background. And I think they had just enough character development and story development in the first part of the movie that you didn't really know what was going on, but you were intrigued enough to stay along and, and kind of see what happened. Um, it was intriguing. I liked that. So the movie opens. We immediately meet Niles. He wakes up. Somebody says, wake up. Eyes open up, and he's in a hotel room yep. with Misty one of the bridesmaids. And we get the sense very quickly that the relationship with Niles and Misty not really going that great. <laughs> he convinces her for some morning sex, and they basically try to do it for a few minutes and then she's like, okay, I, I need to get ready. Why don't you just watch me get ready? Yeah, it's like the worst. <laughs> it's literally the worst <laughs> scene slash sex scene 
Yeah. It was mm-hmm. a little odd way to open up the movie. Super odd. They're, they're swinging hard uh, to start <laughs> this one off. But we get the, the feeling that, like I said off the top, that Niles is just very apathetic about mm-hmm. the whole thing. He's totally. by the pool, lounging around, drinking heavily throughout the day. Instead of getting dressed up for this wedding, he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt and some swim trunks. Oh, yeah, he is. <laughs> and, and through the day, we are watching the day through the point of uh, Niles. We get to the wedding. Mm-hmm. So we also have Sarah, sister of the bride, at the wedding. Um, the bride being Tala, Camila Mendez. And this was actually a funny thing. You you get the impression that Sarah is maybe in the same vibe as Niles, where she's just uncomfortable. She doesn't want to be there. She's also drinking heavily. Misty makes a speech. I thought she was the maid of honor the whole time. I thought she was the maid of honor, too. It was a horrible speech. Oh, it was awful. It was very bad. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then when Sarah, the... Sister of the bride is and supposed maid to make of a, honor. and maid of honor is supposed to make a speech. She has a little bit of stage fright. She's sitting there with her mega pint. Oh yeah, of wine. Yeah, um, whole bottle of wine. Niles runs on up there and grabs the mic. Yeah, and in my mind, I'm like, oh yeah, Niles, you're here to save the day. Like, what a good guy. What you thought that? Yes, I thought the absolute opposite. Oh, and everybody in the crowd thought that too. Even Misty is like, oh no, what's he gonna do? <laughs> Because Niles has been drinking heavily all day, he has kind of been, none of this matters has kind of been Niles' vibe. You know what? Perhaps it's because it's Andy Samberg and he can do no wrong. Well, he does do no wrong during this speech. Thank God. It is actually remarkably eloquently said. It is amazing. It's it's quite epic. But now it's time for us to give to you. Here you are, standing on the precipice of something so much bigger than anyone here. And it may be frightening and filled with doubt. But always remember, you are not alone. Everyone here is your family. Do you get the vibe that he is speaking more to to Sarah than anybody else? Yeah, it seemed like their eyes were locked the whole time. Speech ends. The dancing begins. Oh, yes, yes. Can we talk about the worst dance moves at a wedding, though, first? We saw a lot of them at this wedding, actually. <laughs> there was the one guy who was hitting on Sarah. Oh, that was gross. Um, yeah, like worst wedding dances, like the bop, I find. Like lots of people bop on the dance floor. You bop. Okay, thank you. I bop? Yeah, you do. Oh, really? Of course you bop. Oh, no. I'm I thought bopper? you knew this about yourself. Oh, no. I, it's like a real thing that I do. I. Oh, my God, Sarah. Oh, I no. thought you knew. Oh, no. Oh. I mean, I don't think it's the worst, but like I notice when other people don't really bop well. This is like um, oh, learning no. that you I'm have a shattered. It's like when somebody learns that they have a dorky walk. You know how some people just walk dorky, that and you don't just their gait, but that's fine. Yeah. Well, some people have a dorky gait. <laughs> oh, no. You bop. I thought you were aware. Oh no, I'm a bopper. Oh, Sarah, you're a you're an A plus bopper. You are. Like, am I a good bopper? Mm, is there good bopping? Oh no. I think all bopping is kind of just. <laughs> oh my god, this is like shattering to me so did you want to go through like uh different dance moves that kind of sucked i was yeah that's like what i was planning the cha-cha slide like there's like a variety of dances that like i refuse to have played at our wedding yeah the thunderstruck by ac it's not called the the thunderstruck (laughs) no it's not called the (laughs) thunderstruck 
<laughs> the thunder. <laughs> no. Um, Thunderstruck by ACDC. That was something that was not allowed to play at our yeah, wedding. Yeah, I'm surprised you were so stingy if you were just going to fucking bop on the dance floor anyway. Oh, like. my God. Stop it. Did I bop the whole night? And No. I have well, to say, I am not a good dancer. Evidently. But I didn't think... Oh. <laughs> Neither are you, Devin. <laughs> you bop too. Bop. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. You, know you do the shimmy, actually. You do this like shimmy. Uh, sure, a shimmy's better than a bop, though. <laughs> so regardless, there's the one Sorry. guy trying to hit on Sarah. Yeah. She's no bueno. But then out of nowhere, Niles comes in with this. It almost seemed choreographed. And this is something that now that we know. Okay, spoiler alert. We're going to talk about the spoiler of the movie. The spoiler is that Niles is obviously repeating this day over and over. Did you notice yeah. that he knew? Now that I watch it back, he knew exactly what people were going to pass by. He knew yes. how to jump over certain people. Uncle Tom trips and Niles kind of does like a little like um, running yeah. hurdle over him. Yeah, he he grabs somebody's glass as they go by, but yeah. like he doesn't need to focus on it. He's just like... It's the motions. He's going through the motions of what he's done a thousand times. I was about to say, it would almost lead you to believe that he's done this before. And <gasps> he has a great conversation with Sarah. And she does say, aren't you with Misty? Yes, because he asks, do you want to get out of here? Yeah. Yeah. Niles leads Sarah oh, to yeah. where Misty is. <laughs> she is banging the wedding officiant. The yeah. Australian cowboy wedding officiant. Yes, it's quite a mix. It is. It's a lot of things coming yeah. together. Mm -hmm. um, and they're kind of outside the room like uh, Sarah and Niles are. And Sarah's like, oh my God, can you? He also says something very fascinating here. She says, can you believe this? And Niles says, they were always going to end up together. Yes. Which also is a hint to the fact that he's repeated this thing a million times. Yeah, yeah. You really have to, like, if you pay attention close enough, like the first 10, 15 minutes, you realize there's lots of little pieces that he says. I would suggest watching this movie and then rewatching the first 20 minutes because you mm. pick up on yeah. a lot of different things. Yeah. Uh, that Niles says or that happens. There is a funny moment while Sarah and Niles are outside the window watching Misty get... He's actually going down on her. The Australian cowboy <laughs> officiant <laughs> is going down <laughs> on Misty. And this is Yeehaw. so funny. Yeah. Well, she says, <laughs> say something in Australian to me, which is funny because Australians speak <laughs> English. He's saying it with an Australian accent. Yes. He's still saying, speaking English. Yeah, he is. I'm, yeah. I just find there's something funny to that. Oh, I mean, like, what would you say that, that would be a turn on. Hit, hit me with you know, an Australian like, thing. Like, good day, mate. Good day, like, mate. Well, but, but, but here's or... the thing that's funny is that he is, um, he's down there, right? So it's not <laughs> even like she's going to hear it clearly. She's going to hear like, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's redundant. Why are we or, getting them to speak You know, like, like, would something like, like, a veg like Vegemite, like is that attractive? <laughs> like, it's you a, know? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Like, you're not going to hear it. I had a friend who, this is like horribly offside, but he used to talk about, you know, doing that, doing that act and what would be the best things to say or do oh while God. you're doing that act. I and so I'm like, well, this is, this is going, this is a horrible concept. Just like this. I'm like, that's <laughs> stupid. What, what do you need to say while you're down there? And he's like, the best song yeah. is. There's a song. There's okay. a song. Oh, it's, no. uh, you are the wind beneath my wings. <laughs> oh my god! And here was his thought process. There's a lot of ebb and flow to that song, so it's like no. 
But then it gets loud, like, oh, no. and and has he tried that? Uh, Did he report back? Great question. Okay, I think that's really the the game changer right there. I should I should look him up. You ask. should. Hey, are there any? Can you give me some stats on the wind beneath my wings? Trick? Oh my god! Can't imagine it worked well for you. You know, it's not a song I would particularly want to hear no, yeah. during that time. Do you want to hear any friggin' song? No, during I that don't. Time? No, you're right. Do you right. want an Australian Sorry. guy just no. speaking Australian no. to you? Like, no. After Sarah sees. Niles' girlfriend, Misty, and the Australian cowboy wedding officiant. Them doing that, she's kind of in. Sarah is in for Niles. They go out into the desert because they're in Palm Springs, and they start uh, they start hooking up. They do. Straight up. Yeah. And then he gets shot by an arrow. Calamity strikes. By a guy we don't really know, first off, who he is. We find out in a, a, shortly after that his name is Roy, who's hunting him. Like, it is very... Um... So in this moment, <laughs> yeah, Niles gets hit with an arrow. Sarah freaks out, like, oh, what the F is going on? 100%. Niles reacts not how you would imagine. He, It's no. more of a nuisance. He's like, oh, Roy, really? This time again? Like, it's... It's very like business as usual, like like uh, intense business as usual, I guess, for Niles. Yeah, like I don't think he was expecting Roy, but at the same time, it wasn't a complete surprise. Exactly. And this movie has so many unexplained things happen in the first 20, 25 minutes of the movie that are absolutely outrageous, but I'm here for it, you know? I'm here for it. So, oh, and Roy, by the way, is played by J.K. Simmons, yes. a fantastic actor. He is. Um, and he is full on, like, in his camo outfit. He is here to hunt, we think, I guess, Niles. Niles ends up hiding on him. Mm -hmm. Roy kind of wanders off into the distance. And Niles, so here's the thing. We notice this cave, and there's a dull orange glow coming from the be. cave. It reminded me of the movie This is the End with Michael Sarah. Oh, yes, very much, yeah. very much. So Niles starts crawling towards the cave, and Sarah follows him, and she's like, oh, my God, are you okay? And Niles is like, don't follow me in here. Yeah, Don't do it. It's like the big red button. Don't press the big red button. You press the big red button. So Niles um, crawls into that orange glow, and then we wake up the next day. Niles opens his eyes, and everything is playing out exactly... <laughs> The same as the previous day, which we're like, what the F? Like, yeah. So it's the wedding day again. Misty is once again oiling up her legs or whatever. <laughs> he once again goes out to the pool. But this time, Sarah comes chasing him out into the pool and starts throwing beer cans at him. She's crying. Yeah, yelling, what did you do to me? Get out of the water! Come here! Get out of the water! Tell me what the F is going on sarah effed up she followed him into the glowing glowing orange light and at this point niles does really quickly kind of give her the lowdown um hey we're we're stuck in a time loop right now welcome welcome to the time loop no matter what you do you can die you can fall asleep if you pass out if you go unconscious if you anything happens to you when you wake up you're gonna be right back here again this is the life I've been living. You shouldn't have followed me into the orange glowing light because now you're also stuck in this friggin' time loop. Yeah, thing. it's an infinite time loop forever. There's no way to get out of it. Pain is real, though. Yes. 
but ultimately you will end the day. However you end up. the day, yeah. the yeah. next day begins with you waking up in Palm Springs the day of November 9th, the day of this wedding. I don't really truly know if Sarah believes, you know, all this is real. So the next morning happens and of course, you know, wake up. Sarah drives away, drives away from Palm Springs all the way back to Texas to her house. She falls asleep. She fights it for so, so long. And she ends up right back where she started. She wakes up November 9th, Palm Springs, the day of the wedding once again. And she's still not having it. She tries, she runs, you know, her car into a transport, straight into a transport and ends up waking right back up. But then she asks, who is Roy? Yeah. So Roy, and we get the impression, Niles kind of says this was in the earlier years. So it might have been like his 10th or 100th time through this time loop. He meets Roy, who is related to one of the people in the wedding party. Roy, we get the impression, is a very strange man, played by J.K. Simmons, who is also just a strange... I was going to say, it's perfect. He, he plays strange characters often. And they end up doing a whole ton of coke, yeah. Niles and Roy yes, do. Yes, yep. From, from the Australian cowboy officiant. Yeah, the Australian really cowboy wedding good. officiant. Coming in clutch with that. Hmm. Yeah, so they end up having this crazy night, and Roy says a few times, like, I don't want this day to ever end. Best night of my life. Best I wish I could life. live here forever. Niles, bing, ideas like, hey, you don't need today to end. You can follow me. There's a little orange glowing light over here. <laughs> We're going to do this every single day. Well, Roy did the same thing as Sarah. He followed Niles into the orange glowing light, and now he is stuck in the time loop. He took it a little bit more difficultly. Um... Yeah, he hates his new life. He hates that he's stuck in this time loop, or at least when the movie begins, when he's hunting Niles, he hates what has become of him. So he chooses, Niles kind of says, like, you know, he'll show up once a week, once every other week to <laughs> kill me in some sort of way, because he thinks that is his... Revenge. Yeah, it's some kind of cathartic thing where he murders me, which is great. Um, in many, many different ways. Yeah, but once again, the core concept of the time loop is that no matter how he kills him, Niles just wakes up, back in Palm Springs at the hotel room with Misty oiling up her legs again, saying, wake up. So Sarah is aware of the time loop and kind of the ins and outs. She's, she's, there does get to be a point where she's succumbed to the idea of like, okay, so we're stuck here. What do we do? And Niles is kind of like, well, here's what we do. And, and they do this. Okay. Sarah, do you not let love montages in romantic comedies? I do. Did you love this montage? I did. My favorite part was the plane. Uh, learning how to do like a choreographed dance together. They're just lounging on the poolside. They steal a, a plane. Yes. And they crash it. So the, the choreographed dance scene in the bar is my best scene. Amazing, yes. right? That was like how I thought I was on the dance floor, but clearly I'm just a bopper. Oh, no, you just bop. What? what? I'm kidding. Sarah, I'm what kidding. they are doing is pure I'm art. Kidding. How dare you compare your bopping to what they I'm totally accomplished? Kidding. Jesus. Oh, God. See, I was waiting for you to get that. You were just kind of like, la, la, la. Anybody ever notice that in the Parent Trap episode, we talked about doing that handshake? I know. And I it never ended up happening? Yeah, because I actually don't think I'd be coordinated enough. No. <laughs> but I kind of still want to try it. You know, you should blow up um, Sarah's at uh, Romcom Rewind Instagram. <laughs> you if, should. If you... <laughs> yes. If you still want it, I will practice it for you. So, the montage. Super good. I liked it because you know what? This is the first time loop montage ever. Is it actually? Well, I'm going to say it is because if you think no, about it. No, no, I can already think of another time loop montage. Okay, we'll get to it though. We'll get mm -hmm. to it. Not as fun as this one. Okay, so this movie presents us with a unique question, I find. And this montage brought it to my mind. 
if you're in a time loop, day repeating, but you can't actually go anywhere. You're stuff, stuck in that specific location. So COVID-19, yeah. What do you do? But like, no, no, no. But like Palm Springs <laughs> is what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Because we've done Age of Adeline. Yes. We've done About Time. And in both of those movies, we talked about how the characters in the movies mm-hmm. had all this disposable time that they learned or they they decided to do something with that time. Right. Right. In About Time, the dad just reads every book mm-hmm. on planet Earth. That's his thing that he does with all the time in the world. This movie's not the same, though, because they're stuck in Palm Springs. <laughs> so here are your options, Sarah. Okay. The requirements I made on this is that all of these places need to be within a five-hour drive from Palm Springs, all right. California. I like it. And this is why I'm kind of like, guys, you, you missed so many opportunities. Niles and Sarah, you just kept on hanging out in <laughs> Palm Springs. You could have gone to, may I interest you in Tijuana? It's a two-hour, <laughs> 54-minute drive. Just hop across the border, and here we get, we're in Spring ba- Break Central. Okay. It's November 9th, so obviously Spring Break not occurring, but still. Still warm. You can drive to Las Vegas, four hours, 16 minutes. Oh, that's fun. Sin City, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. I they like didn't that. go to Vegas once. How? Yeah, See they, a Cirque du Soleil show? I was going to say go to the casino. They hit up a casino, whatever. You could play the floors. You could literally count cards. You could literally understand and memorize all the decks and win millions. But see, what's the point of winning millions if I you're know. just gonna if it's gonna reset wake every up day. the next day? I think all of LA being available to you is a big is a big perk. It's also a Saturday, Saturday, so something must be happening at the Staples Center. You know, that's fun. I like that. Okay, There's I look lots of possibilities. I looked it up. November 9th, yeah, twenty nineteen. There was no LA Lakers game home game. Napa Valley's too far, by the way. Oh, no. No But, mind. you know, you can do the Venice Beach Boardwalk. Oh, Disneyland in Anaheim. <gasps> so fun. Universal oh Studios. Oh, my God. Okay, they missed a, a massive opportunity You could do here. the San Diego Zoo. You could do Legoland. So fun. You can do Death Valley Park, Mojave Park. Well, I don't think they probably had it in their budget. Well, <laughs> However. Right. Because, <laughs> interestingly enough, they didn't have the budget to film in Palm Springs. Oh, where? So they didn't film in Palm Springs. I know this is going to be a quick fact, but where did they film? It isn't. I'm not telling you yet. Okay, all right. All right. That's a tease for the quick, quick facts. facts. Yes. What is the one place? What is the first place that you would go to? The frivolous place once you realize that you are contained here day after day in Palm Springs? I just gave you a bunch of options. Probably like Las Vegas or LA. Mm, like yeah. tons of stuff you could do. You could just like walk the street and like different streets, and it would be like tons of stuff that's different than what you saw the day before. See, I'd go straight to Tijuana. <laughs> get get me on a beach. It's oceanside, lovely. Get a get a few margaritas in my hand. Put me on the beach. Let's go. Oh yeah, the beach. That sounds lovely. It it's interesting that they didn't take that approach because they stayed somewhere where they hated. Yeah, they stayed somewhere <laughs> where they didn't even want to be. Right? Wouldn't you like Palm Springs is actually a location that you can travel a little bit. Yes, yeah. you can get places. <laughs> Even Phoenix is not that, not that you would want to go to Phoenix. That was my thought. Like Palm Springs, they really laid it out as like, this is the desert. Yeah. So that was my thought with going to Mexico. Like at least you're by the ocean instead of like stuck at this pool with your little pizza slice floaties. (laughs) And the donut floaties. Anyway. So they, yeah, we do this montage of them just stealing airplanes, crashing airplanes, all that stuff. Yes. And something that Sarah thinks um that that will get her out of this time loop is doing acts of selflessness she has done something that she feels is the reason why she's in this time loop and that if she comes clean about it she will in fact 
be released from this never-ending infinite time loop. So one of the days at the wedding, she tells her sister something, and she thinks she's in the clear. She says, oh my gosh, I'm going, like, getting out of this place. She wakes up the next day. She wakes up, and it's, again, But clearly we've noticed something that Sarah has a lot of guilt for. It is something to do with her sister, and also what we do know at this point in the movie, there's a little bit of foreshadowing, and I know I'm leading the witness here, but we know... (laughs) That Sarah is not waking up in her own hotel room in Palm Springs. Correct. Because family members have mentioned that. Yes. Oh, I didn't, I I walked by your hotel room at 6 a.m. and you weren't there. Strange. So where is Sarah waking up? We'll get to that later. So I think they've, at this point, just acknowledged that this is their life. And Sarah, I think, has let it go that she is totally stuck. So they start messing with everyone at the wedding and in their loop lives. That's what I've called it, loop lives. Um, And they start enjoying their time together. They genuinely start getting closer. Perhaps falling in love. Perhaps falling in love. They're camping in the desert and are high on shrooms and they see the dinosaurs and then they hook up. (laughs) You said that so nonchalantly. I know, I did. They definitely didn't see dinosaurs, but like they thought they saw dinosaurs. Well, I don't know. Did they see dinosaurs? Maybe they did. Probably not, no. Maybe in the infinite time loop. Who knows? They have sex that night, though. They do. And that's a pretty big moment. And then Sarah wakes up the next day. Sarah wakes up the next morning in in the bed with the shower running in the background. And we know that something's up. And this is where we find out that Sarah has been having sex with her sister's fiance, Abe. Well, the, the, the groom. The groom. That's the groom's and room. That is the wedding day. And we don't know, like, they don't say, like, how many times this might have happened, but we definitely know she wakes up there. Exactly. Every single morning she wakes up in the groom's bedroom and he is in. Yes. He is what the shower is running on. It's a weird way to say it. <laughs> yeah. Um, on the flip side, Niles is having a great morning. They get into a car, Sarah and Niles, and they head off. I don't know where they're going. I think they're just having a good time. They're gone off into the desert. Sarah does. She's very detached, and Niles is kind of like, okay, I had a great night. I hope it's not all meaningless. So what, we're just littering now? God, finally. What are you doing? You know, believe it or not, I've never been arrested before. Yeah, and I'm very curious to see what it's all about. Aren't you? No. No, 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 don't. As the audience, you know, that's friggin' Roy. You know who right? it is. Sarah stops the car. She pulls over. She gets out and she screams like, ah, he's trying to kill me. Yeah, because you can't quite tell it's Roy yet. Right. So Niles gets out of the vehicle. We learn. Sorry about that, Mr. Policeman. I thought you were someone else. Should always go with that first instinct, shitbird. And he's about to kill Niles <laughs> until, wait, Sarah steals the cop car and drives it into Roy. Yeah. She just totally smashes him into the other <laughs> Kills car. Him. It's all very, yeah, almost. He does say one thing at the end. He's like, who the F was that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, to Niles, <laughs> because Roy knows he's just going to wake up anyway. But then we have a really weird revelation from Niles. We They, they have like this odd heart-to-heart well, they they get into a huge argument because yeah. she's acting so weird. And then she jumps into a truck, in front of a truck, and she disappears. But before she disappears, though, Niles reveals that he lied to her. Yes. So right before the montage happens, Sarah says, okay, so like you've played this day out, what, hundred, thousands, tens of thousands of times. Yeah. Like, we don't know how long Niles has been there. He could have been there for years. And she says like, okay, have you slept with people? And he's like, oh yeah, Darla at the <laughs> shitty dive bar. Slept with the waitress a few times. Slept with, he said he tried to do the bride. Tala never does it, but like he had sex with a guy at one yep, point. Yep. But Jerry, the previous time he says that him and Sarah never hooked up. Yes. Right now he's revealing, no, I lied. 
We've had sex many times. Yeah, many times. And she's obviously confronting her own guilt about sleeping with the groom. She just heard this revelation from Niles. I think at this point she's like, I got to get the F out of this time loop. Yeah. She jumps in front of a truck. The day starts over. And Niles cannot find Sarah. Yeah, he's searching for her because she's nowhere to be found. And he finally figured out that Abe was sleeping with Sarah the night before his wedding. Well, we go through this montage of like another montage where Niles is just fraught. Like he's kind of been broken up with. Really? Yeah. yeah. Eventually he's kind of succumbed to whatever. She's gone. Okay. He's with the um, the bridal party in the groom's bedroom. And he puts his head on the groom's pillow and he smells Sarah's perfume on the pillow. <gasps> all of a sudden it all comes together. Sarah has been sleeping with Abe and her guilt is what drove her to just lose her mind. About exactly. It. Day after day, it's very tedious for her to wake up knowing that she did that to his sister. This was kind of my best scene. It was oh, almost my best okay. scene. It's the only thing I have written down for best scene. Okay. So yeah, Niles goes out to Irvine. Him and Roy have this chat. They go into the backyard. They share some beers. Niles confides in him a lot. What I find fascinating is that Roy, he kind of apologizes to Niles. Yeah. We get the impression that Roy is coming to terms with being stuck in the loop in kind of a different way. He's like, look, I, I've got two kids. I've got twins at my age. My son is watering poop Dog poo. on the on the lawn. Yeah. My daughter is in her horsey there. Like, if I'm stuck in this day over and over again, there are worse days to be stuck in. And yeah, the day... Well, after this little heart to hearts, Niles has a newfound, okay, like I'm I'm going to get out there and go get her or whatever. Could you save me the traffic? You, you just want to kill me. <laughs> and it's really funny, actually, because they put him in a garbage can with him just like sticking his head out and Roy hits him in the chest with an arrow. Can I talk about something that I only realized after the movie ended? Sure. Spoiler alert for the end of the movie. The time loop gets broken. It does. For two people. Yes. Sarah and Niles. Roy, at the end of the movie, is going to be the only one still stuck in this time loop. <laughs> so as of right now, as of today, well, you he, everybody else got out except for Roy. I think it's implied that he would then go and do it because Sarah left him a voicemail letting him know the steps. A, a mid-credit scene. What? I missed the mid-credit scene? I actually like can't believe you missed the Holy mid -credit. shit, Sarah! Yeah. Like, what are you? Like, you're a Marvel specialist here. You know that there's after-credit scene. It's not scene. a Marvel movie. I know, but still, you'd think. None of these you gotta watch a little people. bit. You gotta watch a little bit of the credits, you know? Holy shit. Check out the mid-credit scene yes. where Roy gets out of the time loop. Well, now my no, best scene's no, ruined. No, it, He doesn't get out of it. He knows how now? He knows he how to. to. Yes, yeah. Okay. Well, my best scene is ruined because I thought there was some profound beauty to the fact that Roy is just the last one stuck in the time loop well, with this beautiful day that's going to repeat over and over again. There may be one person who's still stuck in the time loop or who knows about the time loop, Nana. That was strange. It was very strange. Yeah. Is that in a quick fact or is there a it's point a where you talk about that? It's a little bit of a quick fact, but okay. more so I wanted to bring it up because... Okay, so before I dive into Nana... While Niles has been looking for her, this is where she went. She goes to a diner and she's been looking up everything about quantum physics. She has come up with a theory on how to get them out of the time loop. She shows up to Niles and explains her theory. He doesn't want to leave, but she does. But in the end, you know, he knows, you know what? I need to get out of this. I need to grow up. I need to move on with my life. And I want to be with her. So the only way to be with her, she's going. I want to I want to go with her. This was a tough point in the movie 
Sarah is like, I got to get the F out of this time loop. And Niles is like, why wouldn't you just want to stay here with me and just repeat this day over and over again? We get to do whatever we want. We get to just screw around and be together. Isn't that what anybody would want? Well, like, would you want that, Sarah? You're asking me? Yeah. I just didn't know because her name's Sarah, too. Yeah, I know. Um, in a way, yes, but there's part of life that you want to go through and experience together, right? Like, they don't age. They don't age. Which, I mean, is a positive. You're never going to die. You're never going to die. You could literally play out lifetimes in that time loop. You absolutely could. You could be there for 100 years if you want. <laughs> in the desert of Palm Springs, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, I I understand where Niles is coming from. For sure. I would want to milk that a little bit. Like, okay, we, we know how to get out, we think. Let's spend a couple more weeks in here, man. Let's let's live it up just a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think Sarah's at a breaking point where like she can't wake up hearing that sound from the shower anymore and the guilt. If she was convinced that she could get over that guilt, then perhaps, yeah, she could stay in it a little bit longer. So Niles and Sarah, they have this moment. He wants to stay in the loop. She doesn't. She goes off to try and like she does the wedding. She does the wedding as usual. And then she straps a bunch of C4 to her chest. Meanwhile, Niles went to that shitty dive bar with Darla, and he's getting hammered. And it's kind of weird. I don't know what the moment was. Somebody says something, and Niles has the ding, like light light bulb above his head. Like, oh, yeah, I need to be with Sarah now. (laughs) So he goes back out to the desert. He finds the cave literally moments before Sarah is going to blow herself up. And we have... Ladies and gentlemen, the classic rom-com <laughs> grand romantic monologue at the end of the movie. I'll be honest. Yeah. This movie was fantastic. The monologue didn't quite hit. Oh, no. Okay. It felt very um, Justin Timberlake. No oh. no strings attached where it's like, oh, no. I get what you're going for here. It just doesn't all come together until the last line. The last couple lines were beautiful. It just could have been a little bit more. I don't know. I was this movie was really great, and like we talked about last movie, you you gotta have the the grand romantic gesture really hit if you want the movie to have the secret sauce. The secret. It sauce. was so close. Was was them blowing themselves up, kissing each other at the end, saying they love each other? Oh, the kiss at the end know? was good. Was that the? I feel like that was the romantic gesture. That was the romantic, and her finally saying that she loves him back yes. was the gesture. And then they blow themselves up, and the next thing we see, we actually don't see two people wake up, we but don't. we do see two people on some floaties yes. in Palm Springs. Yeah. So At you their... have half a second where you're like, "Did it work?" Yeah. And then it, it's this running joke. Niles breaks into this house, and he jokes like, "Well, I don't know when this family gets back from their vacation, but I know it's not November 9th. <laughs> yeah. Because I come here every day, and they're nowhere to be found." Well, on this day, the family does show up, and Niles reveals, oh, I guess they come back on November 10th, and then we do know as the audience, okay, it they broke. got out of the time loop. Yes, they made it. Yes, they did. Yeah, so they did break the loop. So back to Nana. So pay attention to what Nana says throughout the movie, because she either knows about it, or her lines were just strategically placed in this movie to make you think she did. They did a good job, because I am so intrigued about Nana. Because she does say something like, that speech was a good one. Also, I've been to I've been to more weddings than you could ever imagine. She also says, "Oh, you'll be leaving soon." That's right. Sarah. Um, she is my what should have been so I'll, 
you know, I oh, I could just say it now, Nana, I want to know more about her and how she fits into the grand scheme of things. Like I wanted a little bit more. You they know, hint I was very lightly that they, she's also in the loop, but they or, never or maybe she started it or maybe like, you know, I don't she's know. She's the cause of the loop. Right. Guys. And she's been there a really long time. Like, I just I just wanted a little bit more like just something else. Yeah. I'm intrigued. But that is our movie of Palm Springs. So I wanted to do time loop movies ranked. Yeah. Um, so top six time loop movies. Oh, is this one of those like the top six answers are on the board, Devin? Yes. Okay. What constitutes a time loop? Like time traveler's wife, he is traveling through time. It's not a loop. Yeah. That movie's not on it. No. Okay. So we're doing pure time loops. I think so. Yes. Okay. When I say I think so, yes, we are. The movie Looper? It is on the list. It, at, at what what spot? Five. Five. Okay. Looper was a very good movie. Looper. Bruce Willis. Yep. Joseph Gordon-Levitt as well. Yep. I once, uh, in college, I was like really macking on a girl. I was trying to <laughs> get that. And we went to the movies and I'm like, shit, like there was nothing good out. So I'm like, how about this? Looper. I found it extremely fascinating. She hated it. We did not go on a second date. Oh, no. That was the end of it. Yeah, no. Oh my god, I actually Very really awkward. liked that movie. Oh, it was a fantastic movie. Yeah. Well, I wasn't dating you back then, Sarah. <laughs> I was, I was trying to figure out these ladies. They didn't like Looper. I, it didn't work out. Oh, you Clearly, need, you need to find your Looper lover. Love wedding repeats not going to be on the list. No, it's not. The Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, that yeah, that one's that one is number two. That's a low key. That's an action. Yes, but that is all a genres, very yeah. good movie. Yeah. Okay. So so this, this is this, is this all covers genres. all genres. About time doesn't really count. Is this one on the list? It is at okay. number six. Yes. So we've got Palm Springs, yeah. Edge of Tomorrow, and Looper. Looper. Shit, I'm running out of ideas for what is a time loop so movie. Got three left. Oh, Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day for sure. Which we need to rewatch. <laughs> we do. So I mean. I feel like we need to watch it on Groundhog Day. We missed it again 100%. this year. We miss it every friggin' I know, year. We always do. Can, that's got to be. Is that one on the it list? It is number one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Classic. And I don't think you'll get the other two, so I can just say it. Give it to me. So at number three, Source Code. It oh, came out in 2011. Remember that? Yeah. And then at number four, Predestination came out in 2014. So both I would of, not have gotten either of those. Yeah, both of these movies I've never heard of. I read their little synopsis. They looked pretty good. Um, but yeah, so those are the. Top six time loop movies ranked for you. Love it. We on to quick facts. We are. This movie holds the record for the biggest sale of a movie at the Sundance Film Festival at $17.5 million and 69 cents, beating the previous record by 69 cents. <laughs> Palm Springs broke the record for the most viewed Hulu release in its first weekend on the streaming service. Because it was the pandemic. That's the only say, thing that was coming out. I was going to say, thank you, pandemic. <laughs> Andy Samberg admitted multiple endings were written and even shot. They held private friends and family screenings of the different versions to get opinions on which ending worked. Andy joked, saying, all right, it might not be perfect, but everyone liked it. <laughs> the early scene where Niles seamlessly moves across the dance floor was captured in five takes. They initially shot the scene with Niles running naked through the desert with Sandberg's stunt double and then shot it with Andy Samberg himself, just in case it was too obviously not him. Andy said, but my butt was funnier. <laughs> Sarah contacts a physicist named Clifford Johnson. Johnson is an actual scientist who worked on the movie, helping the filmmakers come, with, come up with an original premise for the time loop story. 
The scene between Niles and Roy, where Niles compliments Roy's hat and Roy responds, of course you do, was improvised between Andy Samberg and J.K. Simmons. Once Andy Samberg expressed interest in the film, financing quickly fell into place. Kristen Milioti asked to keep both the pirate hook and her dignity after filming finished, but jokes that she only got the hook that her character uses while dressed as a pirate. Andy Samberg says no one walks away from an indie shoot with their dignity. Andy Samberg references Groundhog Day, Edge of Tomorrow, and Happy Death Day and acknowledges that they'd never be able to fully differentiate themselves on the time loop front. Instead, they acted knowing that the audience would already be familiar with the specifics which allowed them to avoid the usual setup time. I love that. I completely agree. Hey, we wake up every day. Oh, it's the same day? Same day. Okay, cool. I get it. Yeah. (laughs) We've seen this story a few times. Exactly. Yeah. You should kind of see the hints throughout. Niles is drinking Akupara beer. In Sanskrit, Akupara means unlimited, unbounded, and in Hinduism, it's the name of a tortoise described as one who is without death. If you look close on the label, there's a graphic that kind of explains the mythology of the world and the earthquake. One of the directors recommended Googling Akupara, and it will take you down a nice little wormhole that explains some of the metaphysics behind the movie. It was around 30 degrees during filming of the reception and bugs invaded the scenes. Much of the movie's post-production efforts involved digitally removing insects. The movie was shot over a 21-day period, and despite the title of the movie being Palm Springs, the movie was shot mainly in Palmdale, Santa Clarita, and Joshua Tree National Forest, California. In an interview... Writer Andy Ciara was quoted saying that Niles was stuck in the time loop for over 40 years. Cool. Andy Samberg wants it known that Niles' spread eagle posture on the bed was in the script and not an acting choice. J.K. Simmons previously played Andy Samberg's father in the movie I Love You, Man. He also uh, plays a role in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, in which Andy Samberg was also in. Kristen Milioti sees a time loop as a nightmare, but Andy Samberg would use his time to watch all of MASH and watch ALF. I also see it as a blessing. Let's let's <laughs> use the time loop to our advantage, guys. At the beginning, Niles gives a wedding speech about being lost and finding light in the darkness. Later, when he realizes he has fallen in love with Sarah, there is light between them. Circles were placed throughout the movie to symbolize the time loop. Examples are Niles' boxers. They have polka dots on them. Sarah's bra has little circles. They both use water donuts in one scene, and the macrame hanging at the wedding reception is circular. In the scene where a goat walks into the cave with a pack of dynamite, special trainers were brought onto set to handle the goats. Nana's dialogue hints at her being more than just an incredibly minor character. She's seen more weddings in her life than you can imagine, and says to Sarah, I guess you'll be going soon, on the day that her and Niles attempt to leave the loop. It suggests that she's also part of the time loop and has not attempted to leave the time loop, instead opting to revisit her family's wedding every day. Many people have questions around this, and as with many of the movie's questions, they say what you think it is, is what it is. If you're an old lady, like, yeah, you just stay in the time loop. And it's funny because she would have realized that Niles is also in the time loop and she just never brought it up to him. Like, no, 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 I'd prefer you not to know. (laughs) Where Niles gets suddenly shot with an arrow pre-coitus was the moment in reading the script where Andy Samberg thought, oh, I might have to do this. (laughs) The existence of the dinosaurs was meant to be ambiguous for the viewer. Nod to the reality of the time loop, Roy's daughter is riding a hobby horse that is going nowhere, and his son is watering dog poop that will never grow. 
When Roy shoots Niles in the side yard of his house, Niles is standing in a recycling bin. This is appropriate because he is recycled every day. Oh, clever. Towards the end, before meeting up with Sarah to escape the loop, Niles is at the bar and he throws his glass on the floor while telling the bartender he's an adult. This is a reference to the very popular SNL Lonely Island skit, I Threw It on the Ground, in which Andy Samberg features. The scene where it's revealed that Sarah had sex with Abe was distracting to early test audiences because Tyler Hoechlin's ripped body, it was pulling away from Sarah's face in drama, so they used color correction to knock its visibility down a little bit. That's funny. While wearing the same shirt and shorts for most of the movie, in the mid-credit scenes... Niall is shown in a tux before Roy comes to talk to him. This indicates that the time loop was broken before he even speaks to Niles. It also reveals that Roy will take the opportunity to exit the time loop thanks for Sarah's very detailed message on his phone. Honorable mentions. My honorable mention um, is the dinos. I don't really know why they're there, but I'm here for it. Interesting. My honorable mention is Kristen Milioti's career. Career, okay. Mm. Is she... The single biggest, like, set-up-to-fail actress in history. Oh, no. Why do you say that? Hear me out. Okay. I actually like her in stuff. Question for the audience. What else has Kristen Milioti been in? Well, <laughs> she was, like, the end of the long, drawn-out How I Met Your Mother. She was the mother <laughs> in How I Met Your Mother's horrible Demise. finale. <laughs> Everybody hates the end of that show. I don't. And she is the part of the show they hate. Not because she's bad in it, but because it's ridiculous how that show ends. And it ends with her. She is the end of the show. And I just feel like she's been dealt the worst hand ever. Like, okay, one of the biggest sitcoms of the 2000s, you're going to be the mother in How I Met Your Mother. Great. What happens to me? Spoiler alert. It's <laughs> horrible. It's so stupid how they oh, do her character. Everybody hates the ending of that. And I feel like like I just don't see her in a lot of stuff. And I worry it's because she's attached to this shitty ending to, to a great show. So I want to rank worst endings okay. to shows. Ooh, and where right. does How I Met Your Mother and Krista Milioti's story here rank? Okay, but I'm an unpopular opinion. Because okay. I binge watched the entire How I Met Your Mother during the pandemic. So you actually like it? I don't. Okay. You don't hate it. I don't hate it. Right. That's that's a key word there because I don't hate it. Do you not hate the ending of Game of Thrones? I did not like the end of Game of Thrones. Okay. So Game of Thrones underneath How I Met Your Mother. How about Dexter? Did you watch all of Dexter? Okay. So Dexter? I never watched all of Dexter, but. Um, people didn't like the ending of Dexter. People did not like it. Did they dislike it more or less than the ending of Lost. Oh, I think Lost is number one. Lost people, is number one? I think so. Because People okay. hated it. The other two big ones I have on my list, Seinfeld. People didn't like the ending of Seinfeld. Yeah. But I felt like Seinfeld ended how the show began, which was just random things happening to random people, and the ending of the show is kind of like, oh, it's just, so this is just the end? I was not, I never watched Seinfeld. Uh, I'm, I'm a horrible person for not watching it. And how about this one? Charlie Sheen leaves... Ashton Kutcher t- comes in, two oh, and a half men. No, you know that was just a f- weird just, situation. I just hated that show to begin with, so I can't comment on that. Okay, <laughs> like okay. I, I did not like that show from the moment it started. I just felt like How I Met Your Mother. They fumbled the bag so badly on it. You had this great arc 
with Barney Stinson's oh, character. That was, I That's hated the thing that. that bothered me more. Me too. Me too. I feel like they did a bad job of like building this character. He's redeemed himself. He's with Robin. And then all of a sudden they're like, psych, he's still a womanizer. He's still a piece of shit. That lady died. And now, and now Ted Mosby is with Robin anyway. You're yeah. like, what were we doing they, for like nine seasons, they guys? Did him, they did him dirty. They did him dirty. They just undid everything yeah. they did for nine seasons, yes. in my opinion. No, they did. And it actually made me like Robin less. Yeah. Anyway. It's not a podcast about how I met your mother. At least Game of Thrones, like they (laughs) the last season, but they didn't undo everything they did the previous seasons, if that makes sense. I feel like How I Met Your Mother was just totally disingenuous to the rest of the series. Anyway, Kristen Milioti, great actress despite that. And that's my honorable mention. Put her in more (laughs) stuff. Forget she was in that horrible ending to a show. She's good, guys. What should have been? I already said my what should have been, which was Nana. Oh, man. This is not really a what should have been, more of a what maybe was, depending on... You said there were how many different endings they wrote and shot? You know what? I don't know how many, but... But he said there were multiples. There were multiples, yeah. Okay. So once you get through the core crux of this movie, mm-hmm. maybe like 40 minutes in, it becomes very clear how this movie needs to end, or the conflict that needs to occur for the movie to end. They got to break the loop, right? Somehow. It's not fulfilling if they're just stuck in the loop for the rest of the movie and then it ends. <laughs> they need to try to figure out a way to get out. Yeah. And maybe you listening thought this as well as I did. I thought for sure they were going to do the the Spider-Man No Way Home thing. Now, spoiler alert, oh, yeah. if you have not seen the newest Spider-Man movie and you want to, it's been like eight months, but like whatever, put on <laughs> your earmuffs, skip ahead like two minutes in the podcast right now. Yeah. Okay. We only have the people who are in it. Okay. <laughs> so if you remember that movie, that movie ends with everyone on the planet forgetting who Peter Parker is, including his love interest, Mary Jane. She even tells him when she realizes what's going to happen, she's like, okay, when I forget, come and find me and explain everything to me. I want to be with you. When I forget who you are, Yeah. I want you to come. And he does go to her, but he realizes upon seeing her that her life is going to be better without him. So Peter Parker chooses not to tell Mary Jane so who sad. he is. I cried. Oh my God, I bawled, Sarah. Oh, okay, well, I cried. Ooh, oh, but... I'm almost tearing up thinking about it. Oh, I thought that's where this God. movie was going to go. Because what? They're going to blow themselves up in t- inside an orange, yellow, glowing thing? I thought they were both going to wake up. Wake up. Yeah. November 9th would repeat, but they would not remember who each other were. Oh, see... And you know what? I could have seen that happening. I was really happy. afraid that was going to happen. And I was like preparing myself for the gut wrenching possibility. Yeah. Like I think, like I said, it, they, it was a feverish dream where they woke up and the whole thing was a dream or I could see something like that happening. The whole Spider-Man thing. They wake up, they don't know each other and they re-meet at the wedding. Because Niles said that him and Sarah have hooked up like tens, hundreds, yeah. maybe thousands of times. Maybe they were all, always meant to be together. And maybe you could have tied that in. Maybe they wake up and they forget they're out of the time loop, but somehow they still get together at yeah, the end. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, what I mean. Like they re-meet nice. at the wedding and they re-kind of kindle their relationship that they had in the time loop. And maybe there's like a little bit of like, have we met? Like something about you feels familiar, but I don't think we have. Yeah. You know, something like that. Yeah. I don't know. So my rewatchability is chemistry. Four out of five thought it was very strong chemistry in this movie storyline 4.5 the thirst factor is going to be a three imagination though a 4.7 soundtrack 3.9 there wasn't anything specific in the movie 
that I was like, oh man, this song's a banger. But it really felt dreamy. It felt very like, I don't know, Midwesty, summery, but like kind of just a little eerie at times. I thought the soundtrack was good. Cheese 4.5 for an overall score of... Remember Devin's Hierarchy? If you're above a four, <laughs> it's truly great. If you're below a four, it's a very good movie. This one's a 4.1 even. 4.1 even for me. It okay. is on the cusp of a great movie. Okay. Like It just reaches that level. I like it. Okay, so my rewatchability is as follows. Chemistry 4, Storyline 4.3, Thirst Factor 5, Andy. Imagination 4, Soundtrack 3.7, because I agree, it was a good soundtrack, but like again, it didn't blow me away, but I, I liked it. It felt, it it fit. Yeah. Cheese 4 for an overall score of 4.2. And this has been the Rom-Com Rewind of Palm Springs. If you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, make sure you subscribe. If you heard anything in this podcast that you're like, mm, mm-mm, nope. They didn't get that right. Or that you love. Or that you love. At Rom-Com Rewind on Instagram. You can email romcomrewind at gmail.com. 